This is Sarah McMahon, UFC women's fighter, and you're listening to Justin Harvey. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Harvey here on the Justin Harvey Show. We have a spectacular show for you today, but before I get to that, I wanted to give you guys an update. Recently, I had Ernie Reyes Sr. on the show, and you guys wanted it. You guys asked for it, and on Tuesday, I will be conducting an interview with martial arts sensation Ernie Reyes Jr. And we all know that I love martial arts, but it is finally time to actually debut, yes, I said debut, folks, a UFC fighter. And with me this morning, or this afternoon, wherever you may be, I have... MMA sensation herself, Sarah McMahon. Welcome to the show, Sarah. It's good to be here. How, how are you feeling today? I'm um, pretty good. Just a uh, regular day of training. Oh, oh wow, that that's amazing. You, you know, with this little show, Sarah, people people tell me, you know, people tell me they're like, you should get. Sarah McMahon on the show, and I'm like, you know, I'll try, I'll do my best, so, you know, I I try to, you know, I try to give my fan base what they want, so. Well, that's so. good. So, and I've been, I've been watching some of your fights, not all, but some of your fights, and I gotta say, you know, uh, very impressive, but before we get into your whole fights in UFC, can, can you give my audience a little bit of background on where you come from? Um, well, uh, athletically, I started uh, sports when I was 14, and um, I started out in wrestling. Um, I did that for about 16 years, and um, I had retired from wrestling, and I had a daughter, and um decided to get back into doing um, grappling and jiu-jitsu just to give, just to do something new and not to do wrestling, but, you know, something I'd still be a little bit familiar with. And one of my friends was like, you should try MMA. I think you'd really like it. And um, I started doing some of the striking and totally fell in love with the striking. And uh, it kind of led to where I am today. Oh, oh wow. So you went from Olympic wrestling to... To UFC, that that's amazing. I mean, uh, like when you first made the transition, how did that like make you feel when you first made that transition? Um, at first, it was really difficult because it was hard to be, you know, young at a sport again. You know, it's hard to go, um, you know, from the being at the stage where you're fine tuning and making the smallest adjustment mm-hmm. to, you know, back to just trying to understand the basics of the sport. So it was really um, humbling, and it was uh, uh, it was just difficult, you know. Um, but I kind of liked the whole process again because I, had, I made those big jumps in improvement. You know, I felt those, like, um, you know, little uh, bursts of excitement when I finally would get something that I'd been struggling with where I hadn't felt that in wrestling for, like, a really long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That... That's that's amazing. I wanted to get your thoughts on something too. It's like, um, what do you think of like like crossover? Because I've seen, 
I've seen a lot of professional wrestlers, um, you know, transition to MMA, and they, I think some of them think because they were a big star in, like, WWE or, you know, TNA, that they're going to really do good in, in the cage, and that's not the case, you know. Well, um, I think that it, it really might just be, like, a, a person-to-person kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. because there are some people that I know that I think make phenomenal wrestlers, and they're very technical, and, you know, just the the rules for wrestling, their mm-hmm. body type, their temperament, you know, like, it, it really just, they thrive in that environment. But, you know, even, like, I've seen it because there's very much, um, there's been a lot of rule changes in wrestling. And even the rule changes within the same sport can make some athletes kind of step out and excel. And other athletes that were great, you know, like, they they don't adapt as well or they just don't fit in the new rule system. But then you take it and you put it in a completely different sport. And, I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't always cross over, you know, like, their type of athleticism, the things that made them successful in one sport, doesn't always cross over into the other sport, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it's hard to tell. Like, I even, in my first year, I was like, well, I'm going to, like, try this out and give myself a year doing it as an amateur. And if it just feels like it's really just not for me, like, I don't pick it up or I'm just not mm-hmm. good at it, you know, and I thought I would be, then then I'll just do jiu-jitsu or I'll just do something else. Like, I'm not going to you know, say, oh, no, I'm going to, this is my lifelong goal and I'm going to force myself to do this, you know, no matter what. It really was more like a, you know, I'm it's enjoying sports now rather than, you know, driving myself with a whip. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Um, so, so, and, and we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to the Ronda Rousey fight here in just a second, but, um, do you have any, do you have any fights coming up, um, that you're preparing for now? No, I haven't uh, spoke with anybody about upcoming fights yet. Because um, I, I, like I was telling you, you know, off the phone, I would love to see you fight uh, Misha Tate. Yeah, that'd be a great fight. Oh, I think so. And um, you're, um, like your record is uh, very impressive because I think I think Rousey was your first defeat, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, um uh now for the big question about the about the fight. So here we go folks. What was like when you were fighting her, that that second that the rest had stopped the fight, which I think personally and this is just this is just you know, because this is my show, this is my opinion, I think that the referee stopped the fight too soon. And I wanted to get your thoughts on what you think might happen. Um, well, I guess in the fight, whenever uh, it, whenever he first stopped it, I just was confused. I, I didn't understand why why it was stopped. So I didn't understand it. Like that's all I felt like during the fight. And then, um, you know, like the fight, the fight is broken down. I think in my mind, like super slow motion. So, you know, I. Um, I wasn't aware of, like, how long I had been down. I wasn't aware of, you know, like, a lot of things just because, you know, uh, time just feels different whenever you're competing. Mm-hmm. So um, at first I just really didn't know 
you know, if it was the right call or not, because I just wasn't in the, the right position. I couldn't see it from the outside. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but I mean, I really do yeah. stick by that, you know, well, you have to protect yourself. If mm-hmm. you don't want the referee to have the opportunity to step into your fight, you, know, you have to do the best that you can to not put them in a position to make that judgment call. Yeah, because I, I think on the other side of things, I think that was a tough call for him to make, to be honest. Because, I mean, it was a championship fight, you know. So, um, but, yeah, I, you know, and, and a lot of people may not agree with it, but in the end, they got to look out for the safety of the fighters, too, you know. Yep. So, cause I, I remember when UFC first came out, like UFC one and stuff, there was no, there was no, there was hardly any rules at all. So. Yeah, yep. It was more like a, almost like who would win in a brawl between different styles of you know combative sports. Oh, I, I, absolutely, and that'll actually tie things into this. Actually, uh, it actually reminded me a lot of. Um, uh, Bloodsport, which I was telling you is my favorite film, and, you know, Frank Dukes is my martial arts instructor, and if anything that you would want to share with Frank right now, go, go ahead, I mean, you know. Well, um, I loved uh, watching uh, all of those fighting movies when I was growing up, and um, Kickboxer, Bloodsport, uh, the Bruce Lee uh, movies, like, I watched them a lot when I was younger, and Probably that is responsible why I took such a liking to uh, mixed martial arts and combative sports in general. I think that that was what kind of planted the seed in my head when I was younger. And uh, so um, those movies definitely had an impact on my life uh, at a young age. Well, that, that's amazing, Sarah, because I'm a big fan of those movies. But not only that, I had, you know, I had the uh, gumption to actually actually find these people because I know I know Frank, I know Michelle Kesey that played Tom Poe, I know um I know David Worth, the uh director of Kickboxer, so and I actually know the guy that played Winston Taylor that actually helped Van Dam around um uh Thailand when his brother got hurt in the film. So yeah, I actually know all those guys, which is amazing and you know, I'm, I'm sure awesome. I can. I'm, I'm sure I could probably somehow introduce you somehow. So, oh, that would be great. So, so because I, I really appreciate you being on the show and everything. Because, you know, this this is my first interview with a UFC fighter, which is which is awesome. So, so. Oh, I'm glad that I'm the first. Oh yeah, de- definitely, and I'm definitely going to drop your promo in with uh, Don the Dragon Wilsons and Franks, and so so your your uh, intro is going to be with with good company. So, <laughs> well, thank you. And uh, I just wanted to take this time too. Uh, I've never spoken to your I've never spoken to your manager Monty. You know, personally, I mean, through email, but I wanted to personally take this time to thank him for help setting this up. So, it, oh it, yeah, I'll yeah. tell him. I'll tell him. I can relay the message. 
Oh, cool, cool. Because, like you said, I I don't know him personally. I've got a friend who um who knows him. You know, I don't know whether it's through Facebook or not, but he's like, you know, just contact Monty and Monty will set it up for you. And I was like, that's cool. Because after after I had saw it, you had that fight with Rhonda, I was like, I was very intrigued just to, just to find you and, and just to talk with you and stuff, so. Well, thank you. So, um, like, um, if you had any choice, Sarah, um, who would you, who would you want to fight next? Um, I don't know, uh, that that question is asked me before every fight, but I really don't I don't have more preferences. Like um I I expect like I'll fight just about every girl in the division. Just because it's such a women's MMA is still mm-hmm. such a small pool of who's in the fighting world that if you fight long enough you're probably gonna fight about all of them. So it mm-hmm. really doesn't matter to me. I think that they have a lot of girls that are very skilled and they have talent and a lot of different areas, and I'd be excited to, you know, see how I match up with all of them. Oh, oh, wow, that, that's amazing. Now, now I do know a lot of MMA um, fighters uh, do this, but um, is there going to come a time where you might decide to get into acting? Um, well, actually, I'm a theater major. Um, that was when I did an undergrad. But I think that I, I've never done anything for uh, any type of stuff except um, for uh, on stage. So I don't know if I would even like to do it, uh, you know, for, like, uh, TV or movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not looking to get into it because I, um, I also have a master's in mental health counseling. Mm-hmm. And I kind of look forward to um, just helping kids getting into counseling, maybe eventually being a professor. That's kind of where my interests lie. That's a, but I do love I do love acting. That, that's a that's a interesting combination, so <laughs> yes. that's what everybody says. They're like, What? And my personality. I think that I must have like the strangest the hodgepodge of a personality because I don't know, everything seems to not fit so quite well together, but somehow it's all me and it all works. Well, I, I, I honestly think, you know, I think you're actually pretty cool because, see, you know, I, I have respect for people that want to help people and and stuff like that. And, you know, I even, at one time before I got into radio, I had considered being a counselor and, and talking to people and helping people because I could think outside of the box. But in the end, I was like, that would be too much school and too much paperwork. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. Like, it seems like everything you do to these days, the biggest thing you need to do is have, like, paperwork and organizational skills. Like, you just can't escape it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also wanted to take an interesting approach on the show today, as I was telling you, because I, I, would, I would love to hear your thoughts um I was telling you about, you know, how I'm disabled and this and that, but I would love to see a MMA or UFC just for the disabled. I think that would be awesome. So, cause, cause, you know, uh, um, especially yeah. because we have such a uh, 
strong military following for the UFC, and then mm-hmm. a lot of men, you know, and women who come back from, you know, uh, doing tours have different disabilities, and I think that that would be phenomenal for them too. Oh, what? Yeah, that, if that ever happened and I ended up fighting, I'd be like, I want Sarah McMahon to see me fight. <laughs> uh, I will definitely be there. You can you can mark it in your calendar, and I will make sure I get there. Oh, I, I, absolutely, Sarah. And I, I just wanted to say, if you, whenever you fight uh, Ronda Rousey again, watch her arm bar. Okay, I'll watch out for it. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know you're the professional here, but just watch her arm bar because I've noticed with a lot of her fights, she likes to use that. So, just, yeah, I would avoid that if possible. Okay. Cause, yeah, because I, I remember when she, uh, when she did that to Misha, and her arm was just, wow, when she... Did that to me, Wow. Yeah. Well, but uh, let's see here. So we've covered acting. We've covered, let's see, we've covered UFC. Um, actually, how did you get into UFC? Talk, talk a little bit about, about that. Well, um, I signed with Strikeforce, mm-hmm. and um, the UFC had, uh, or Zufa, had uh, bought Strikeforce out, and mm-hmm. um, when they bought Strikeforce, they you know absorbed some of the men uh, that were that fought for Strikeforce, and they let some of them go. And then they had a choice of whether or not to um, take on the women's division also, and they decided to. So my contract just transferred over. Well, it's a, it's a good thing that they didn't let you go. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that would have well. I don't know. Even if they had, I really believe that I would have just, you know, worked my way back to where I am, and I would have had the same result either way. Mhm, mhm. So, um, uh, what is your what is your training regimen? Talk talk a little bit about that. Well, I typically train uh, twice a day. Um, I have. I typically like a technique or a lighter training session in the morning, and then I have my harder training in the afternoon. Um, I have a combination of maybe um, jiu-jitsu techniques, ground and pound techniques, um, striking techniques, uh, wrestling techniques. I mean, it just you kind of have to cover every base uh, and learn, you know, every different style when it comes to MMA. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like some of them are just going through learning the technical motions of the skills and learning how to defend them. And some of the practices are executing it live and either drills or just, you know, like, going, you know, just um, actual sparring. So mm-hmm. it kind of depends on what, how close a fight is and, you know, what my coaches think are the areas that I need to work on. So mm-hmm. that's how it usually goes. And then I have, like conditioning, you know, two days a week, like strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. So. Now, now, is there is there any, like, is there any time that you train a little bit differently uh, specifically for, like, a certain fighter that you're going to be fighting? Um, do you, 
do you change it up some uh, when you know you're fighting someone specifically? Um, yeah, I don't really change it, mm-hmm. um, but I more like I select out the the moves that we feel would be the most effective against that person. Mm-hmm. So I think that you have to have like a pretty wide uh, knowledge base just in general to be successful in MMA. And then because two months is not really enough time, I feel, to completely learn a new skill and then do it under very high pressure. Mm-hmm. So um, basically what you're doing then is skills you already have and you're just refining them and you're just training your body to automatically do that whenever you need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and and I got to tell you, Sarah, you know, I talked to you for a few minutes on the phone before we started, you know, the show, and you're you're an awesome, awesome person. You're really down to earth, and I, I really respect that because there are some people that make it in the UFC that are level-headed, but at the same time, like, when they get big and famous and the cameras and, and all this, they're just, you know, they're not that sincere anymore. So. Yeah, I, I think that um, sometimes uh, sometimes people start to believe a lot of the heights that is told to them and, you know, surrounds them. But um, I think it's really easy for me to realize, like, sports are something that are very, like, transient, you know, like you come and go and... Before me, there were great women fighters and male fighters. And after me, there's going to be a ton of great male and women fighters and stuff. And just not to get, you know, too caught up in thinking you're all that wonderful. And really, I mean, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. But I think that there are so many other people in the world that are so much more spectacular. Like the people who are, you know, working, you know, around the clock to uh, cure diseases or, you know, people who are, like, literally making a, a big impact in the world, you know, and changing the world for the better. Like, I think that they're doing a lot more useful things with their time, and they should be celebrated a lot more than somebody who, you know, like, I'm I'm doing the best I can in trying to help people, but I'm also pursuing a sport that I like to do. So, I don't know. I, that's just the way that I look at it. So, I yep. don't think it's as big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. But because they say it's really not a job if it's something that you love to do, and you know, it's something that you love to do. Just just like with this radio show. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not doing it out of personal gain. I'm doing it because I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to do radio. You know, I've always wanted to have you know like my own show. Yeah, so. and like and. I think that that, you know, also goes to, like, the different ways that you're going to grow and expand and, you know, like, you'll maybe you have somebody that you look up to that you like the way that they do theirs and, you know, try to emulate their techniques and, you know, like, there's there's a lot uh, that goes into a radio show, more than people know it, you know, and so I'm sure that you are, like, trying to push your knowledge and, and be the best at it just because... It's something that you really care about doing. Oh, oh, absolutely. And uh, the difference with my show and a lot of other shows, there's a lot of uh, radio show hosts that get, you know, celebrities every day, Sarah, but they have, you know, they have the financial backing and then they'll have a, like a 
like a producer that'll find guests for them. I'm kind of doing this, you know. I do have a little bit of help here and there, but I'm kind of doing this solo, making all the phone calls and and putting the shows together and and doing the yeah. interviews. So I'm kind of, you know, doing it all. So. Well, I think that then you'll be a great one-man show <laughs> for a little while until it grows and and you have that help. But you know, at one point I was just a little girl wrestler in North Carolina that nobody wanted on the team. So we all have small beginnings. Oh, that, that that's true because cause like like I said, I've had, and I'm sure you've had, I'm sure you've had this through your life. But I've had. Uh, you know, people tell me I can't do something because I've got a disability that I'm in a wheelchair, and and you know, and I've even had I've even had people ask me, "How did you fight in a wrestling match?" And I'll be like, "It was ground stuff, you know." And any, anything's mm-hmm. possible. You just gotta find you just gotta find a way. And usually, when somebody tells me I can't do something, that makes me <laughs> want to go out and do it. Actually. You know, I think that, that that's just like a, the spirit of a fighter, too, because, you know, some people, when someone says you can't do something, they just believe it. Even if they're perfectly healthy and their mind's perfectly healthy, their body's perfectly healthy, they say, oh, you can't do it. And, and they just listen and say, oh, okay, I guess I can't do it. And, you know, you're, you just seem to be the kind of person that says, you know, there, if I want to do something, I will do whatever it takes and I will find a way to make it happen. And I think that is the most you know, interesting people in the world that get so much more done than anybody even imagined. I mean, at one point they said, you know, nobody will ever go to the moon. They said nobody will ever, you know, go Mm -hmm. below a four-minute mile. So there's lots of things that everybody thinks our limitations are that, you know, somebody went out there and decided that they weren't going to allow that to be their limitation. And so I'm I'm rooting you on. I hope that you do really well. Oh, awesome, sir. That, that's great. And um, what is your favorite song to come to the cage to? Talk a little bit about um, that and why. I like uh, Disturbed, Indestructible. Um, mm-hmm. I've come out to that. I've come out to different songs. And um, <laughs> I actually kind of wanted to change the song just because I like to mix things up. But then I became superstitious. And then I was like, oh, I can't come out to a different one. And it's weird how you develop strange little superstitions whenever you are a competitor. But now I feel like since I didn't win my last fight, now I'm, I'm allowed to let go of that superstition and come out to any song. But basically for me, mm-hmm. um, it's a song that kind of puts me in a different mind frame because mm-hmm. um, go, like someone, especially as a counselor, knowing that I'm going out and that I'm going to you know, like do damage to somebody else is something that's it's kind of a hard uh, bridge for me to gap. It's not something that comes very natural. Like, mm-hmm. I like to compete, and I like to win, and I like to dominate and control people's bodies like I did in wrestling. But mm-hmm. in MMA, you actually are, in in doing so, you will be, like, hurting them. Not, like, you know, like, forever hurting them, but, you know, like, putting them through pain. And so I have to have the kind of music that puts me in the mood to be a little bit meaner than I normally was when I competed. That, that's understandable because reason why I was asking too is because um, when I when I work on your personal intro for shows, I want to make sure and put you know a kick-ass song you know behind your intro. That way, as soon as the uh, music hits, people will know that's the Serpent Man you know intro. So I just you know 
and I, I take I take pride in this little like this little show. I mean, I've got it. I've got like the smallest details ironed out. I mean, that's just how much I love it. So that's awesome. So and and, and I I gotta say, Sarah, if if I see you in any films, I'm just gonna probably fall over because I'll be like, I actually know her. Wow. <laughs> and uh, see what the future holds. Oh, 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 yeah. And are you are you a uh, are you a Ninja Turtles fan as well, or am I what? Are you a Ninja Turtles fan as well? I'm a I'm a little bit of a Ninja Turtle fan. I wouldn't say oh, cool. I was. Uh... <laughs> that, that that's awesome. That that that's amazing. Can't can't go wrong with that, folks. You know. So, <laughs> so. but um, if if you could start in any type of film, what type of film would you like to do? It could be drama. It can be action. What would you like? To um, do? I think I would like something that was more uh, drama rather than action. I know it sounds strange because I'm physically fit, so it probably would be make more sense. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that I would like something that um, tapped more into the the acting skills, you know, mm-hmm. rather than just blowing things up and having cool one-liners. <laughs> just for me personally, like I think that having a lot of depth to a character would be more enjoyable and mm-hmm. more challenging. Yeah, instead of having like a like a fifteen second cameo where you're just in there for like fifteen seconds and say one thing and then you're done. Yeah, but uh, uh, you know, I, I am so glad that you're in UFC and you're doing what you're doing. But if you ever get do you ever get tired of like um I'm not saying the publicity part of it, but do you ever get tired of the cameras and getting asked all these questions and you know, do you ever do you ever get tired of that? I don't I don't think it's like um I like so much get really tired of it. It's that mm-hmm. I I miss the time that I could be spending with my family. You know, like that because, like, before fights, um, it gets really, it's a stressful time, you know, like, and you're training very hard, uh, and so you're a lot more tired, and you just don't have a lot more patience for everything, and the time that you do have downtime, you want to rest, and you mm-hmm. want to spend with the people that kind of take your mind off of it, and that, you know, that you love, mm-hmm. and um, and then when I have, like, a lot of media obligations in that time, that's when I get a little bit more frustrated, because I'm, like, I'm training all the time. I'm thinking about this all the time, and the last thing I want to do is talk about it some more, you know. But, I mean, like I said, it's it's something you have to get used to, and it's part of the job. But, really, I just miss my time with my family. They're, like, the most important things to, in the world to me. So, if I choose between sitting around talking about myself or hanging out with my family, I would choose my family every time. Oh, wow. That's that's amazing. Now, are you a city girl or are you a uh, country girl? Because me, myself, I'm, I'm a country boy. I live out in the country where there's cows and horses and, you well, know. I, I grew up uh, in Pennsylvania and Maryland, and at mm-hmm. one point I think I really was more of a city girl, but especially mm-hmm. now that I've had my daughter, I think I'm a lot more of a country girl. I like the slower pace. I like that it's, 
you know, like less people, more safe. People are just, you know, more uh, courteous and helpful and, you know, they kind of watch out for each other a little bit more than they do in the city. And so I, I would consider myself more of a country girl now. And, and was your was your family uh, shocked when you got into EFC, or were they very supportive? What was their reaction when you entered in the cage? They were supportive. Um, I think because I know I'm kind of like you, and I said, you know, like that I'm pretty stubborn when I want to do something. My family knows that I want to do it, and I'm just I'm going to do it. But um, they they won't be sad when I retire. They'll be happy to not, you know, have to worry about me getting injured in practice and, you know, and injured in my competitions and stuff. So it's really like they're like even my best friends, they're like, We're we're happy, you know, we love you, we want you to pursue your goals and all that good stuff but man, our hearts will just you know, be a lot less stressed out whenever you're not competing anymore. <laughs> oh, 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 oh wow. <laughs> So, so, it, so in your in your life, Sarah, who was your biggest like? Um, who was your biggest like your hero? Who was your biggest influence? Um, let's see, like athletically or yeah, I mean, like um, to to where you to to how you got to where you are today. What what pushed you to do so? Well, um, I've always been very. Uh, I've always looked up to um, John Smith. He was a wrestler for um, Oklahoma State and Marcelo Garcia. And I think um, it's because of, I mean, part of it is their technical expertise. Part of it is their, you know, down-to-earth, humble, good nature, Um, you know, and, like, just the kind of person that you would want your kids to look up to. So um, I think that that was, they're the people that when I get around them, there, I mean, I could be around great athletes, I could be around movie stars, I could be around all kinds of different people, but, you know, I've become a little bit more shy and a little bit more like a uh, little schoolgirl when I'm around them more than I do anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, wow, that, that, that's amazing, Sarah. And, and, and i got to tell you, um, don't, be, don't be surprised if you, if you meet me one day and you see me wearing all this Sarah McMahon... Um, t-shirts and have a Sarah McMahon sticker on my wheelchair. I mean, it's just, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm becoming a big fan of yours, actually, actually. Yeah. Well, thank you. Because, I mean, I've, you know, I've been studying you, maybe not a long time, but in a short amount of time, and you've, you've accomplished, you know, you've accomplished a lot, so. I hope so. So. And, you know, I I just feel sorry for somebody that tries to decide to jump you on the street. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they wouldn't. And I don't I don't walk around looking like I have a whole lot to steal in my wallet. And I'm I wear comfortable clothes. I'm rocking sweatpants and a t-shirt. So, <laughs> so and, uh, I, I, and of course I'm saying this by joking, but I'm sure your boyfriend has to watch too. Or Still getting an arm bar or something. <laughs> well, he wrestled for the University of Iowa, so I don't oh, think wow. he has too much to worry about. He he can handle himself pretty well. Oh, oh well. So uh, if 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 your daughter ever says, you know, I want to be a fighter and I want to do this, mommy, and do that, so I'd say you'll probably be 
you know, supportive of her just as your family was supportive of you. So Yeah, I I definitely wouldn't want to hold her back from anything, you know, but I I make sure that she knew like, you know, everything that was involved in it and the dangers and everything and you know, if she was old enough to make the right decision, then, yeah, I definitely support her whatever way she wanted to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, I think that, I think that that's the, uh, the basis of everything is, is having a uh, supportive, you know, a supportive uh, family is what I believe, so. No, absolutely, I agree. So, um, how, how long do you... Uh, how long do you plan to fight as long as you can until they tell you you have to quit or wait? As long as I want to. You know, like as long as I still have a desire for it and as long as my body is pulling up. And that's kind of what I had in mind. I I don't have really like any set plans like or if I just uh, decide that I want to have another child then I'll say, oh, I guess I'm done with fighting because it could take at least a year off, so. Yeah, because usually, usually when when a fighter like that has a child, they usually have to take a year off, correct, from, yeah. from the cage, which, which in that aspect, do you think that they kind of lose, like, their edge from taking a year off? I mean, it depends on the fighter, though. I mean, what's your thoughts, what's your thoughts on uh, that? Um, in some cases, it might be like that, you know, like, uh, if they're younger, I don't think it would really make that big of a deal. But also, like, because um, I mean, it is time that they're missing muscle memory, but if their body, you know, kind of needed the rest and they were a little bit beat up and had, you know, overuse injuries, then you don't have to take a year off and do absolutely nothing. You know, like, you can do light technique. You know, some people might even benefit from stepping back and, you know, using their their mind more than just their body. So... I, but for me, um, from 33, it would be, it, ha- it would, ha- it would be like I couldn't take a year off and then come back because I just probably would leave, be losing even more athleticism, on top of losing sleep from having a new child, and you know, like my responsibilities would just be divided too thin. So, mm-hmm. for me, it would do that. But I don't think if like a, a girl, you know, got pregnant at like, you know, 22 and wanted to have a sort of family. That wouldn't affect her career, I think. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, now, do you do you have? Does this happen a lot? Do you have a lot of fans that'll that'll see you somewhere? Let's say, for example, I don't know if you have a Walmart where you where you are, but if like say you walk into like a store and somebody recognizes you, do do people like run up to you and say, "Can I have your autograph and you know picture?" Yeah. That- that happens sometimes. I think that because um, I've lived here for eight years, you know, like, and they, they knew me a little bit through wrestling, and they knew me, like, a lot of people already know me, so it's not like they're seeing me for the first time. Mm-hmm. But it happens if I go to, like, Charlotte or different places like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's amazing, Sarah. And, and also, I would probably be one of those people, but the difference with me is, like, my legs wouldn't get tired since since I use a wheelchair. I could I could chase you as long as I needed to. But, but. <laughs> well, that's no fair. <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> but, yeah, I've 
I've got a humorous side, Sarah, so you you got to overlook me. So, <laughs> Because I, I think, like, if you can laugh about your disability or your certain illness, I think that that shows, you know, character. You, you know, you got to have fun with life because life is so short. So Yeah, and, you know, I, I completely agree with that because, you know, like some people, we're all given something, you know, mm-hmm. and we're all given different things. And, you know, like I've had, like, a lot of different, you know, traumatic emotional events, you know, and you've had a traumatic, like, traumatic physical thing to, to overcome. But I really think in life, at some point, all of us are handed something like that. And that is a part of life. And, you know, how you do deal with it and how you handle it, you know, kind of, determines who you are and it really is like where your attitude and how you approach it comes into it so some people you know and not saying anything but some people have a harder time handling those things and they just kind of crumple within themselves you know and that's Mm -hmm. unfortunate you know like I wish more for them but you know it's something that they have to do themselves but you know it is very nice to meet somebody else who uh you know just has a good fighting spirit and takes the most positive approaches and doesn't have, like, doesn't set their limitations. Like, it's refreshing to meet somebody else like that. Oh, oh I, I absolutely. It, if I would have quit uh, when people told me to quit, you know, I wouldn't have accomplished anything in my life because, you know, um, I actually, when I was born, Sarah, I wasn't actually... Uh, expected to actually live and I actually told my mom if I didn't live that I was going to be a vegetable wouldn't be able to talk or do anything so. oh my lord so you've exceeded all expectations oh, oh, oh yeah and, and now I'm ready to go in the cage you know And <laughs> yeah no that's awesome so, I mean, I've actually, I've actually had, you know, people, people, you know, make fun of that, but I actually would go in the cage and fight. I mean, that's just how my heart is. And heart well, I don't know. I'm not sure if you've heard of um, Kyle Maynard. Uh, he was born, uh, he, he wrestled also, but he fought in the cage. Um, and he has, uh, he had the, uh, He's like multiple amputee in both of his legs, and uh, I'm not sure um, how much of his arms and uh, were. You know, he had a, he was born with that disability, and he was able to wrestle and to do to do an MMA fight. And if people mock that, then they're just sad and ignorant, and they probably take for granted the things that they have in their life. But so I absolutely believe that you can make it happen. Uh, oh, absolutely, because like. See, times have changed for people with disabilities, but some stuff, like some people still haven't changed, you know. They they think that, you know, pe- people with disabilities, you know, they can't do anything. And then, like, you know, it's like, you know, I always say don't judge a book by its cover because if you meet somebody with a disability, they may become... They may become your best friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You just you never yeah. know. Never, never judge a book by its cover. No, absolutely. And yeah, don't don't think that you know what 
limitations another person has or doesn't have. That's just ignorance. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. And uh, uh, today, today, sir, on my show, um, if you could pass any message to any of your fans that's listening to this broadcast right now, um, what would you like to pass along to your fans? Um, I would just like to say um, thank you for supporting me and, you know, helping fuel my dreams. And I hope that it gives you inspiration to go out and work hard and fulfill your own. Oh, oh I, I, absolutely. And um, I, I'm sure that you do, like, uh, public appearances for your fans and, and events like that, too, or... Yeah, I do sometimes. Um, my sponsor is actually having me fly out to um, NCAAs in Oklahoma City uh, mm-hmm. this next weekend to do a signing. So um, I do it here and there whenever my time permits. If I'm, you know, can take a break from training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, if if you're if you're ever in the West Virginia area, I don't know if you've ever been here. I mean, it's a small small area, but if you're ever in the West Virginia area, or Virginia, you know, let me know. Okay, awesome. So, and, um, uh, we we can wrap up this interview, Sarah. Um, You know, I wanted to uh, say on behalf of my show, and you know, my, my fan base that I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get a little bit of fan base where people saying, you know, wow, Justin, you need you need to do this on, like, regular television and, and this and that. But on behalf of my fans and myself, um, thank you for being on the show. And uh, I hope I did. I hope I did well. And um, I hope that you will be uh, back on the show anytime that you want to come back, Sarah. You have an open you. invitation. All right, thank you. So, because what what I would like to do, Sarah, is like whenever you have your next fight, I would like you to come back on the show and uh, kind of share your thoughts before your fight. So, okay, I can do that. Yeah, because it's 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 going to be on TV, folks. You know, and her fights are going to be amazing. So, and, and <laughs> thank you. Uh, and like like I said. Um, with, with Rhonda, just watch that arm bar, and you should you should be good. So, all right. Um, well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I've I've noticed she she likes to use that. So, so I've been like I've been kind of watching her, you know, movements and stuff too. So, well, I appreciate it. So, and uh, we'll be talking to you again in the near future. Thank you for being on the show. No problem. Have a good day. Sarah, on behalf of the Justin Harvey Show and myself, of course, I've got a um, special surprise that I'm going to be including at the end of the show. Um, And, of course, I'm going to edit some of this down uh, for my audience. But um, my special surprise is for participating in the Justin Harvey Show, you were so gracious today that I wanted to return the favor. So I 
took it upon myself, and of course my house phone is ringing, but I'm going to let it ring because right now I'm <laughs> okay. recording. Um, after we did our great great show, I made a phone call. Drum roll, please, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the reason I have called you back is um, Frank Dukes, my instructor and friend, would be happy to uh, speak with you on the phone, and I'm going to give you his personal number. Oh, that's so, awesome. So whenever you're ready. Um, um, I'm driving right now. Is there anyone that you could text it to me? That would be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Um, that way you'll have his, you'll have his contact information, and who knows, y'all might end up meeting. So I mean, it's just, it's my small gift to you. Um, That's awesome. Thank you so much. So, yeah. So, because I, I really appreciate you, you know, participating on the show and. Uh, I kind of wanted to get your uh, reaction so so that my audience could kind of be a part of this because this is the first time that, you know, um, I've, you know, I've done something like this for one of my, uh, one of my guests. So it, it's just a small thank you for, for uh, being, being on the show. I wish I could do more. But, no, no, know. I really appreciate it. That's really cool. So. So, and, um, you know, within time, I'm sure I could introduce you to Michelle Kesey and possibly even David Worth. I mean, the possibilities are endless, so. Oh, that's cool. Thank you. So, and um, I'm also going to um, to email you my Facebook page and my Twitter page if you feel like following me. That would be that would be awesome. That way we can, you know, keep in touch, and and that way I can know about what's going on with you. And you know, if you ever need someone to talk to, I'm I'm always here. So. Awesome. Thank you. That's really sweet. So it, it's 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 what I do. You you know, I mean, it's just like I try to treat my show like it's a, like it's a big family. You know. Well, that's pretty awesome. So, so welcome, welcome to the family. So, <laughs> so um, and I, I hope you have a uh, wonderful day. And um, try not to, try not to knock out too many people today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> well, at least without getting paid for it first. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot, and have an awesome day. You too, and I'll I'll be texting you, so um, be be ready for that. So. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>